if 51% of Americans agree that Republicans should all be put up against a wall and shot, does that mean that Republican politicians are going to support that? Or do 51% of Republicans have to support that? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The latest 538 podcast is talking about polling and statistics. They said some interesting things. I think they said that robbery and burglary were both up in 2020 over 2019. And for whatever reason, like, you can't get the crime stats. You can you you get crime stats and, you know, based on race, for instance, gender, whatever you want. And you can do that for every year from, who knows what, 1980 to 2020. But then maybe because of COVID and maybe because they don't want to look racist, it's been, high, it's been hard to get the crime stats. And so we've known that murder was way the hell up ever since 2020. I think, you know, I think it's because of the George Floyd summer of love, but maybe it's because of COVID. You know, you can, it hasn't been proven yet. I mean, I, I'm always right, but it hasn't been proven yet. But anyways, I believe for a while there, they were saying that they're like, the murders are up, but everything else is down. And so I guess they've, I guess that's no longer a thing that you say, uh, Murders are up the most, but in fact, you know, what rape, rape, for instance, that's a pretty good one. It's probably number two after murder, you know, you got murder, rape, arson, uh, rape was up. Makes me, makes me wonder about arson. Normally 538, they just talk about other people's polling, like they aggregate, they put together and analyze like all the polling that everyone else does, but they don't do it themselves. But this year they've hired some polling company to do some polling that, you know, they get to ask the questions that they want. And so they ask the question, do you, uh, you know, interview interviewee, do you think that crime and gun violence is a big problem in America today? And they also, they, you know, they broke it down by like age and uh, who knows, probably did it by age, probably did it by race. But the important part was, you know, are you a Republican, an independent or a Democrat? Don't quote me, but it was something like about 45% of Democrats think it's a problem, 40% of independents, and then 35% of Republicans. So it goes, Democrats the most, Republicans the least. And, like, I don't know who chose that question. That that person is stupid, but the people on the podcast are not stupid. And they're like, yeah, because this, basically there's two questions, it's two questions in one. So you're going to get a, a muddy answer. It's going to muddy the waters. And it's because if you ask Democrats if gun violence is a problem, they're like, hell yeah, it is. And if you ask Republicans if crime is a problem, they say, hell yeah, it is. But those two things are different. They're different. They're not the same thing. Like, you know, gun violence, it's not legal. It's not legal to murder someone. But it doesn't, it doesn't actually go under the... You know, if you said murder, I think Republicans would be like, yeah, murder is a problem. But if you say, is gun violence a problem... Republicans are like, gun violence, that's code for we want to take away everyone's guns. So basically the question was, you know, do you think that rape, murder, and arson are bad, and you want to take away everyone's guns? And so obviously a lot of Republicans are like, you know, I don't want to take away people's guns. But I guess, you know, and also, it, it, it's the same thing with the Democrat side. It's like, do you think that rape, murder, and arson are bad? And the Democrats are like... I don't want to throw black people in prison. So then they're like, I don't know about that either. And really, you would think that everyone in America would be like, yeah, crime and gun violence are terrible things. But they're like, uh, I don't know. You're trying to trick me. It's a trick question, isn't it? 
So apparently Congress tried and failed to pass a, uh, a bill that was going to be an assault weapons ban. So basically crack down on guns plus more money for police. So, you know, the crime part. Basically, the stuff that the left likes and then the stuff that maybe the right likes. Okay, that's not correct. So what it is is that, you know, I'm not sure, maybe 60 to 75% of people want to crack down on guns. So most of Americans want to crack down on guns, and that includes Republicans. And then also, some similar number of people want to give more money to the police to crack down on crime, and that includes Democrats. And so you might think, well, then it's a done deal. Amer- Americans agree. Crack down on guns and crack down on crime. But so let's just, let's just uh, look at this. You know, why, why don't they do it? Here's why they don't do it. Let's just look at the uh, Republican gun side first. And so if most of America wants to do something, that doesn't mean that Republican politicians want to do it. The question is, do most Republicans want to do it? You know, it's not, does 51% of America want to do something? I mean, that could be all Democrats. You know, de- Democrats are like, yeah, we should take all the Republicans and put them up a wall against a wall and shoot them. 51% of Americans agree. But then if every, de- if every Republican is against that, then obviously the Republican politician is not going to support that policy. And then even beyond that, you might say, well, if 51% of Republicans want something, then you would think the Republican politicians would do it. Then that gets into, I don't know if you call it the enthusiasm gap or enthusiasm. But, you know, just because someone wants to do something, that's not the be-all, end-all of it. It's, they want what you, what you need, what you need to get a politician to do what you want is you, you have to want to do something. The voters have to want to do something, and they have to want it hard. They, wanna, they, they have to have a hard-on for that thing. So if, you know, Republican voters are like, yeah, you should, you know, crack down on assault weapons or something like that. And you're like, well, okay, is that is that is you know is that your top issue? They're like, no, you know, is that is that in your top 100 issues? They're like, no, 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 you know, I barely care about it at all. I think you should do it, but I don't really care about it. I care about the economy and trans this and you know, racial justice that. But so hopefully that makes sense. So, but it just in general, on giving money to the police, well, it's true that most voters agree. The hardcore people on the left are like, hell no, you can't give money to the police. We hate the police. They're racist. And then when you talk about, you know, making gun restrictions, um, and most of Americans agree on that, but the hardcore people that, on that side are the Republicans. You're like, no, no gun restrictions at all. And so anyways, the whole thing died. And the other thing about it is, I mean, this happens all the time in Congress. It's kind of like a poison pill. Like, you're just like, hey, eat this food. You're like, okay, great. They're like, well, but I put a, I put, I put, a, I, put I put some poison in it. You're like, oh, well, I'm not going to eat the rest of the food. You're like, come on, just eat it. And so these bills are like the food, and then they put the poison pill in there. So you know, you probably you could have gotten Congress to agree, maybe to do, you know, more money for the police, but when you throw in an assault weapons ban, then then the bill's not going to pass, right? They, they could have passed half of it, but not not all of it. And I don't think the, the assault weapons ban by itself couldn't pass. But anyways, that's what they do. They're like, "Hey, you want to give? You want to? You want to fund the police?" It's like, "No, not really." Okay, well then let's add in a poison pill of an assault weapons ban. So, the states can now choose their own adventure on 
abortion stuff after the Supreme Court said it's up to each state to decide what they want to do. I think now three states have made a choice. Uh, I think it's Kansas, Indiana, and then I think one of the Dakotas. So it's interesting because, so Kansas, I think, is a pro-life state. I think they vote Republican in general. It's a bunch of white yokels, I guess, chewing on hay straw, taking their 4-H pigs to market. But for whatever reason, before um, Roe versus Wade got overturned, I think in 2019, but don't quote me, uh, the Kansas Supreme Court said that, you know, a woman has a right to choose. And so even though the Supreme Court is like, you guys can decide in Kansas, basically it's like they had their own Roe versus Wade. So there was the Roe versus Wade nationally, and then they had something that was the equivalent of a Roe versus Wade in the Kansas Supreme Court. And I guess in Kansas, I guess if you want to change the Kansas Constitution. Okay, so basically, if you want to outlaw abortion in Kansas, then you have to change the Constitution, the state Constitution, to say that that judge can't make the choice that he made, or judge is. And so I think 60 to 40, like a pretty big margin, um, Kansas said, no, we're not going to overrule um, the Kansas Supreme Court so that we can then outlaw abortion. Like, I think they want to outlaw abortion, but they just, like, we, I guess, I guess they didn't want it enough. The voters didn't want to outlaw abortion enough, and so they said, we're not going to overrule the state Supreme Court, so now Kansas is going to stay being a legal abortion state. Now, I don't know who they're next to exactly. I think on their left is Colorado, which is going to have abortion on demand, no problemo. Um... And then the other, the other three sides of them are, who knows what, Arkansas or some other shit. Oklahoma, I don't even know. Uh, those states are probably going to outlaw it. So maybe everyone's going to be driving to Kansas for their abortion. We don't know. And then Indiana went the other way. And I think they they didn't outlaw all abortion, but, but pretty close. Um, I think incest and rape, maybe you can get an abortion. Like, probably not, but maybe. I think, well, or yeah, some maybe. Incest and rape, you got 10 weeks to decide, which, I don't know. I think I can make that decision pretty quick. And then I think if, if you're going to die, if the mom's going to die guaranteed, then you probably have an abortion the whole time. But if it's what's called an elective abortion, or you're not willing to lie about being incested or raped, then uh, you can't get one. And so I'm pro-choice. Um... I'm changing a little bit. You know, like, I have a buddy who once said, he's like, I'm not pro-choice, I'm pro-abortion. But anyways, I'm pro, pro-choice, pro-abortion rights is maybe a better way to say it. But um, I'll tell you, the more I learn about stuff, the less pro-choice I get. So I don't know, I just, I, I just looked it up this morning. Um, when does the fetus start feeling pain? And so it looks like at 12 weeks... Uh, it can feel pain. And I don't think there's like a scientific or whatever, I don't know, moral or anything definition of when does a fetus become a baby? What's the difference between a fetus and a baby? I don't know. Especially with modern technology where you can have a super premature uh, baby. I guess, yeah, it's a premature baby, right? It's not a premature fetus. You can have a premature baby coming out of the womb at maybe six months now, maybe even earlier. And, you know, some of the late-term abortion procedures are not too different from like taking a pair of pliers and just ripping a baby apart anyways that stuff gives me the heebie-jeebies like you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, like you know say if you had a murderer on death row 
you wouldn't rip them apart with pliers to kill them, right? You'd, you'd find something more humane, so I don't know. I just like to bring that up, because that's crazy, you know? There's two sides to this story, for sure. So Indiana outlawed abortion, like a pretty hardcore law, but this 538 lady I'm listening to, she's saying that the Republicans, so the state legislature, right, that's like the, you know, the House and the Senate of Indiana, they got together, they outlawed it, I guess the governor agreed, but they didn't, it wasn't that easy, it wasn't like, yeah, we've been, you know, for 30 years we've been wanting to ban abortion down to the last gnat's ass, and we all agree, they did it, they, they did ban it, but... Whatever they didn't all agree. There was a there was a fighting within the Republican Party in Indiana, and so I think you can just see that not everyone agrees. Um, Kansas, bunch of you know I think whatever like I say Republican voters they didn't quite agree. So what does that mean? I guess it means it means this is going to be interesting. This is going to be a fun fight to watch. Like people are going to be fighting over this like crazy going forward. Okay, sorry. It wasn't one of the Dakotas that failed to make abortion illegal. It was West Virginia. And apparently they will get something done to ban abortions here at some point, but they couldn't get it, you know, the legislature couldn't get it done in time. And I think they went to recess. Remember when you were a kid and someone would be like, what's your favorite subject in school? And you'd be like, recess. They're like, no, not, you can't say that. And you'd be like, okay, lunch. But apparently one of the sticking points, and I hadn't thought about this, was, do you send the doctor who performs an abortion to prison or not? And apparently Indiana was like, hell yeah, you send the doctor to prison if they, if they do one. I mean, you made it illegal. What do you do if someone breaks the law? Well, you send them to prison. You know, not the woman, but the, the doctor. But I guess in West Virginia, they, were, uh, they weren't so sure on whether or not you should send the doctor to prison. But if you don't send the doctor to prison, it's almost like it's legal. I don't know. Anyway, they couldn't decide. It makes me think that I've been getting a quite a bit of um, my media from West Virginia. Like, there's a YouTube channel. I super highly recommend it. Nothing to do, nothing like this podcast. Anyway, it's called Wild Wonderful Off Grid. And it's like a family that, whatever. It's just, you know, it's the life of this family. And they're, they're always building houses and stuff like that. They got cows, chickens. And they never mention God but they homeschool their kids. And so anytime I hear that someone homeschools their kids, I'm like, oh, that must be like hardcore Christians. But on YouTube, I think, whatever. I think, you know, if you, if you want to make a bunch of money based on your family's, you know, goings-ons, um, I think you don't mention religion. Like, you know, they certainly don't say they're atheists. They don't mention anything ever. I don't know. Something to look out for. Are homeschoolers all religious or not? Like, I don't know the answer. And there's a good podcast, Matt K. Lewis in the news. Uh, he he's in West Virginia. The thing is, is like I think you know the richest cities in America now are like New York, San Francisco, L.A., and Washington D.C. And so D.C. basically it should have been a part of Virginia. They made it a separate thing, but basically it's just Virginia. And so then West Virginia is, I guess that used to be a part of Virginia. So West Virginia is kind of the the yokel poor part. The poor state that's close to Washington, D.C. And so I think that's why everyone, that, that's why West Virginia is doing well. You know, Arkansas doesn't have a bunch of YouTubers and podcasters because the nearest city to Arkansas that's good is, I have no idea. But the nearest city that's good to West Virginia is D.C., so it's all up-and-comer stuff. 
And, you know, it's going to be rich, educated people who make their money selling weapons to the federal government and whatnot. So D.C. is going to become, or sorry, West Virginia is going to become democratic at some point. Like Virginia is changing. It's supposed to be the South, right? I mean, hell, that was the, was that the heart of the South? Anyways, it ain't the heart of the South anymore. It's becoming left wing. Virginia is becoming left wing. And then West Virginia is the next place that will become left wing. So just something to keep an eye on if you consume your media like I do. Oh, and I guess it was West Virginia couldn't decide on it, but it was going to be a level five felony, which apparently gets you one to six years in prison and a $10,000 fine. So I don't think it made it clear on this abortion thing, but it looks like you can have a very Republican state. And if you just ask the voters of that state, should we make abortion as illegal as possible? The voters will come back with no. But if that Republican state has a whole bunch of Republican legislature people in the, you know, Congress and Senate or whatever it is they got, then those people are like, hell yeah, we need to make it illegal as hell, throw the doctors in prison, whatever. And that's because, you know, are you trying to do what 51% of the state voters want? Or are you trying to do what 51% of, in this case, the Republicans want? And those are two different things. So this whole thing is going to be fun to watch. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it already. Um, But, you know, the shit's really going to hit the fan. Or the non-binary person is really going to get their top surgery. Or, let's see, the dog is really going to puke on the carpet. Let's see, the garage sale is really going to just have Christmas ornaments and baby clothing. The cougar is really going to take the dog off the porch. Your porch. Yeah, more dog stuff. Let's see. The vet is really going to try and charge you $5,000 to cure your dog's illness. There's something good. The dog's really just going to lie there in the sun. Right, anyways, I forget what I was talking about. I think it was that uh, the November elections are coming up. And so we will see how this abortion stuff plays out. Because it's a teeter-totter where people want to vote Republican, but they don't really want um, abortion completely outlawed. So we'll see what happens. And so the 538 people bring up a good point, which is that most state legislatures are not in session, so they can't vote on stuff right now. Now, if they think something's important enough, they can come back, you know, from their summer vacation and vote on stuff. But because there's mixed results happening around this abortion stuff, they're probably just going to wait until the midterms happen. And then, you know... Depending on who wins or who crushes or who gets crushed or if it's right down the middle, um, then they'll decide what they want to do. And so another thing that it should be obvious, but it didn't occur to me or probably anyone. But so just like the Kansas Supreme Court said that women have the right to choose, other state Supreme Courts could make that decision. Basically, you could have a whole bunch of little Roe versus Wades amongst the states that are trying to uh, outlaw abortion or restrict it. So, once again, just another damn thing to keep an eye on. And I'll throw in a little bit of this 538 lady talking about pregnant persons. I mean, I like her, but still, it's funny. Justice Department is suing over it because it has a particularly narrow exemption um, for the life of the pregnant person. A lot of laws will have language that says, you know, abortions can be performed in cases where the pregnant person's life is at risk or where there's legislation that leaves the door open to not literally the pregnant person is about to die in five minutes, but giving the physician a little. Twitter handle at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.